Hi there, I'm Jason. And I'm Joseph. And this is the Infinity Cast, where we spill the tea on Marvel and pop culture. This week, we're discussing Black Widow, so let's get into it with the recap. Natasha Romanoff, aka the Black Widow, confronts the darker parts of her ledger when a dangerous conspiracy with ties to her past arises. Pursued by a force that will stop at nothing to bring her down, Natasha must deal with her history as a spy and with the broken relationships that she had left in her wake long before she became an Avenger. This movie was way overdue at the end of the day. This this is a movie that belongs back in time, despite what the despite what the post credit sequence allowed us to, uh, you know, glance and catch up into the post Endgame world. This movie, I feel like, certainly belongs after Civil War. The mood, the vibe, it still has that espionage post Captain America feel to it, um, and I, I I can't express enough how much I love. Red Guardian Alexi and uh, and her sister Elena. I, I'm 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 actually I just I think those two additions into the MCU better have long term inclusion because I need more of those characters like now like now now and so many laugh out loud moments when it comes to Alexi and, and Elena. It just just wow I I fucking love all their banter and all their dialogue. Well, I'm not sure. I think the jury's out on Red Guardian for now. But I know Kevin Feige wants to bring him back. But with Yelena, we are getting a shit ton more Yelena, I would suspect. Yeah, so probably what we're going to go into is the Hawkeye series. That's definitely happening here. Like, she's going after Hawkeye. They'll do a little fight, fight, fight. Yeah, fight, fight, fight. And eventually she's going to be like, wait, why am I hitting you? And he's going to be like, yeah, why are you hitting me? Your sister used to pull her punches, bitch. I was kind of surprised by how funny Florence Pugh is. I had watched this movie with one person initially, and then I rewatched it this past Friday with a group of people. And the biggest laughs in our auditorium were always Yelena. She's hilarious. She's absolutely hilarious. Like just when she was like beyond even the dialogue, which which was actually I think came from her actually making fun of the poses of uh, of Scarlett Johansson on set, and so they wrote in this whole gag about her making fun of her poses. Like that one moment where she actually does the pose and then like just kind of shrivels it off, almost like, you know, embarrassed that she did it. Like, oh, what did I do that for? Just fucking pose it. She hits the mark every single time. And so does Alexi. Red Guardian was hilarious in every line. And even the, the, the menstruation line, which was done for comedy, like really like made it awkward. They nailed it. They, they made him out to be like this idiot old-fashioned guy but he still has this heart of gold hell he even has the his daughter's names like all this like oh i was bored everything he sells his daughter's names tattooed on his arm you know it's like he does care about them he's a good guy he's just out of touch and obsolete and upset because of like mother russia giving up on him and obviously uh drakov didn't want the super soldier to upscale his black widow project so he Put him away. Put him away so no one would ever know his existence. The first Russian and only Russian super soldier. Very sad. Yeah, I still can't get over his Karl Marx tattoos on his fists. Yeah, he's got he's got all the Russian greats on them. There's a lot of tattoos. I need to go in there and look at every single tattoo. There's a lot of little references in there. Yeah, going back to Yelena, like, <laughs> you're right, that uterus line. I don't have a uterus dipshit. So good. They go in and they cut and they cut all of the. Oh wait, we, you don't want to hear anymore. I was just about to go into fallopian tubes. Also, her saying that would be this would be a cool way to die. Yeah, and then you know this is not be such a cool way to die. You know, about to get her brain 
ripped open. So she, she her snark and wit was just on point. I just want more of that. Like if if this is a passing of the torch film, if this is the passing of the torch film, then I, I'm I'm here for it. Like she will be a an amazing Avenger if that's where she's going. If she's going to the Young Avengers, maybe. Maybe she's just going to be doing her own thing and then eventually join up with some group. But right now, she looks like, because of the post credit sequence, she's going to be with uh, Elaine and her Thunderbolts Dark Avengers motif. Yeah. Valentina has collected herself a Captain America type. Looks like she's got a Black Widow type. We know that the Abomination's coming back, so maybe she's got her eyes on a Hulk type. I'm pretty sure she has Zemo, which mastermind, I don't know what type you'd throw him into if there he's a smart one. guy we'll just say he's a tony stark he's a tony stark he needs more tech to be a tony stark well then we'll get a justin hammer yeah i need justin hammer bring him back please what is he doing these days nothing nothing he played george w bush in that dick cheney movie Jesus, but that's it. That's it. He needs to be come back to the MCU as Hammer. Everyone needs him back as Hammer. I think at the very least, they got to bring him back for like Armor Wars. Half of all the stuff that he did for Iron Man 2 was like him improving all the all the funny like uh, armor gags. So like, please, please, please make him an antagonist in that film. I'm sure if they did a poll, who do you want coming back into the future MCU movies? Pretty sure Justin Hammer would win that hands down. Oh, yeah, most certainly. Uh, Going back to this movie, though, we got the origin story that we've needed for years, Joseph. We finally know this to the answer to the question that's been keeping me up at night for the better part of three years. Where did Natasha get that vest? That's not the origin story I need. I need Budapest. But listen, about the vest, like I thought that was a cute, touching moment. Like people are joking, like, "Oh, this movie was just a, a hundred million dollar excuse to show us how this this character got our piece of clothing." Like it was a nice emotional moment. I love the vest. I love the conversation about the vest. I love the fact that it has pockets. I love that they made a big deal about pockets because not only do women need all the pockets in the world, but like the fact that on set most costumes do not come with pockets. These, I feel like these actually did. I bet they were even functional. So I, I, I think that this, the vest conversation and the blonde hair was a lovely segue to bring us into uh, to bring us into Infinity War. I swear to God, if she gets the vest back in in Hawkeye, I will lose my mind. <laughs> maybe she left it for her. She bequeathed it to her in her will. Yes, maybe. I mean, we don't know what she left behind. I mean, there's a whole Avengers, you know. Well, I mean, assuming the vest survived Thanos bombing it into the Stone Age. We don't even know what of the Avengers facility is even around anymore. That thing is just an empty parking lot and a memorial, I bet, to like Tony. Do we think that Yelena and the other cast members from this movie were snapped? I feel like all of them were snapped. All three. Um, They would have come to Natasha's aid for her Avengers needs during the snap. So they would have been there at the end of Endgame. Yeah, I agree. I think all three of them were probably snapped. And that just that just adds to Natasha's motivation in Endgame. Yeah, because like I feel like she would have been in communication with at least one of them. And like they knew these films were being made before Endgame. So it's not like, oh, we just didn't know. Like they would have they already thought about it. And like, let's just we're not going to bring them in because we don't want to spoil. So, yes, they were snapped. I was pretty surprised about the whole like Russian undercover in America agents thing. I I I did not suss that out from the trailers. I loved it. I mean, that's its own movie. I mean, I felt like that was its own short. Um, it had such an artistic 
uh, 80s feel to it, even though it was in the 90s. It still felt like a period piece. Um, and then the the introduction with that smells like teen spirit was probably one of the most chilling, most like sobering um, filmmaking I've seen in the Marvel universe. Like this 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 whole movie felt like a born movie, like the you know born identity, born legacy, born supremacy. It felt like it, it belonged in that tone, and like to have this very like this is what we're doing to women. I mean, it sets the message across. Yeah, it was it was actually kind of uncomfortable in parts. It really was. You're just seeing images of like child trafficking. Yeah. And like brainwashing and training to become like these 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 weaponized girls. And not because they're choosing, but because they're being forced to by all these means. And making Natasha's journey, like the fact that she kept her humanity because of the people that she grew up with in this regard of those three people. Um, which I think is the message of the film that's still like loving people who actually do care about each other, do manage to affect one another. It's a great origin story, even though it's not Budapest. I need, still need my Budapest story. Budapest? Budapest. I mean, I think we, I think we got a decent amount. We know that Hawkeye and her like hung out in, in, in air ducts and he shot three arrows into the wall. That's all we know. Other than like Dracov's daughter got killed by Natasha with an oopsie it's called collateral damage people look into it and even the daughter Dracov's daughter at the end when the whole like reveal happened with taskmaster which is a whole other conversation she didn't seem upset she was just like yeah you know what my father's an asshole i would have killed me too to kill him the, her first and basically like her only lines in the movies are is he gone so she's not a fan of her dad either no i mean i wouldn't be but i think my biggest gripe about the movie is that I think they let Natasha off easy in terms of Antonia. Like, she really said, fuck them kids, and blew that little girl up. And that was something that she kind of had to deal with. And then she's actually alive, so I guess we can feel okay about it in the end. No, I, th- I think it's the opposite, actually. I think I would rather be dead than be living the way Antonia is living. So I wish I would, if I was in her position, I would rather be dead. Because I don't want to live, one, as a slave, and two, as someone who's been that damaged and who knows what kind of pain she's in all the time. You know, it's like, I don't think the the karma of the situation is Tasha getting off easy. In fact, I'm pretty sure Natasha when before she defected to America and shield probably has done a billion more things worse than that. So there's a tragic story here. I hope we get more taskmaster in the future to tell more of that story because the actress and the character deserves it before all the fanboys freak the fuck out and scream bloody murder about it. Speaking about what she turned into, how do you feel about the Taskmaster reveal? Um, I don't I don't mind the Taskmaster reveal as long as there's more. You know, if this is the only time we're seeing the character, if we're getting, then it becomes like a Malekith kind of situation where it's like, well, that was a waste of a character that was fucking awesome in the comics and you totally ripped apart and didn't do anything with. It's like, as long as we get more, you know, like Malekith could have been redeemed if he came back, but they killed him. Because Malekith deserved more. If you ever read any of the Jason Aaron stuff, like Malekith is a psychopath and worse than Loki and, and the Joker combined when it comes to being crazy. And I think when it comes to Taskmaster, it's like the fighting sequence styles that we could have had, the, the the character development, the fact that she could be training other Black Widows in various styles. I think there's your story there. So, okay, fine. Give us another Black Widows movie, whether it be Yelena or whether it be another ScarJo movie, which I think you could do. You could do another film between now 
an Infinity War because they set it up. What, what happened with Ross? What happened with all that stuff? So it's there. So if there's more and Taskmaster comes back in that movie, I will be quite content. And I, I think the character will still go places. This is just the introduction of the character. If this is it, we never see her again. And come on, guys. Find another character in the comics that's less loved, less beloved, and then do that. Like, don't don't find someone like Taskmaster and say, let's use this for that and have it not go anywhere. Yeah, I, I didn't hate it. Um, I'm not super into the comics, and I, I know that Taskmaster, you know, is a guy named Tony Masters, typically. Like, I'm not attached to that character, so I didn't mind the old switcheroo. And I kind of clued into it about halfway through the movie. I was just like, hmm, bet that's Drakov's daughter. And then it was. Um, it's kind of funny. I was thinking about this, but this entire movie's plot is based off of like one line that Loki said in the Avengers movie. The Drakov's daughter line. Yeah, it's just inherently ridiculous to me that the majority of the plot of this movie is based off of a throwaway line. To me, this didn't even really feel like a Scarlett Johansson solo movie. It really did feel like a vehicle for her successor, which I'm fine with. I think it's a little bit of both. I think they just tried to do both. Um, Ideally, I think, like I said, I think if we could get two movies, two Black Widow movies with ScarJo before we completely switch over to like Yelena focused only uh, Black Widow films, I I think you we would feel satisfied. You know, like if I was writing it, I'd say, all right, next one's going to have stuff with uh, Wanda, with Falcon, with Steve Rogers. It'd be like just after the break in, we'd get to see the conversation with Ross that just happened. Um, and we'd go off on another adventure. Red Guardian might show up. Yelena may show up. And we may see all the stuff that happened. And then the post credit sequence would show you'd have Yelena and Red Guardian and Milena all, all, all snapping away. I wouldn't mind getting another Scarlett Johansson movie because there's, you know, it was like two years between Civil War and Infinity War where you could kind of push that in there. I, I, I don't anticipate it, though. I, I feel like if we do get sequels to this movie, they are going to be Yelena focused, hopefully also with Alexi. Yeah, I just find that silly that they pulled the a whole like Ross scene at the end without like if that's not where they're going yeah which let's talk about that for a second i can't believe they yada yada over black widow escaping but that's i don't feel like that's escaping i feel like that's her like planning like that's her like there's something there's something we're missing with the intention of it being missing and that makes me feel like there is something coming that we just haven't been aware of yet because otherwise why do it why why bring ross into why bring ross into it at all why make all the extra moments to like bring him there and then not escape with the others. Cause she could have easily gotten away. Everyone could have easily gotten away. Ross was running around in cars to a, to a scene of insane chaotic debris in the middle of an, a foreign land. You don't, you don't, you don't think she could have gotten away. She could have gotten away like that. But the point is that she stood there to do it. I'm sure she could have. So why bring all that attention if it's not for something else that, is going somewhere else. That's all I'm saying. It's like, that's what it, that's where it's going. Otherwise that's lazy. And maybe in a year or two, when there's nothing announced, I'll be like, all right, it was lazy, but to pull all that and not have it go somewhere. It'd be like, if we never see Taskmaster again, I will say Scarlett Johansson, I've always been somewhat ambivalent about 
her in these movies her writing is kind of varied for me from time to time um and honestly her introduction in iron man 2 wasn't wasn't really my favorite but she's really really good in this movie much like i think they she was really solid in this one well i feel like after the russo brothers and then she executive produced this film so she was able to make the movie that she wanted to make and i think she was very much aware of the context of her departure and what her involvement would be and set it up very intentionally. Whereas Iron Man 2, she was just completely sexified. Um, you know, Avengers, she was a, a side character, but I, I think a good side character, just still mostly a side character. She was great in Winter Soldier, though. Yeah, and but when, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Winter Soldier is, to me, where she started to become the Black Widow we, we needed and deserved. Like that, that, to me, is one of my favorite showings of, of, of Black Widow. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's basically the co-lead of that movie, and, and, and she's amazing in it. Yeah, so I would love a sequel to that, a spiritual sequel to that. That's what I want next, is her buddying up with Steve again and watching that relationship continue on. I still think there's a lot of story of Natasha to be told, I think, is the bottom line. And I think they could have gone all the way to Infinity War, but didn't. They did it this way instead. And I, feel, I hope that that's with intention. And not just like, well, we can't get Steve. So never mind. You know what character uh, I, I think really could have used a little bit more screen time in this movie? Rick Mason. The the guy that was the fixer, the guy that was helping Natasha. They didn't even actually name him in the movie, but that's his name. Well, again, that's another example of like, it's a setup. He's there as support cast. He's there as support cast. So why? Where's where is he going? There's, 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 a, there's a series here. Like, yes, he deserved more. And I feel like he's going to get more. That's that's my hope. That's my thought. And that's it's, I'm going to keep entering and answering in the same way. But that I won't. I'm not disappointed in the lacking of things because I feel like they, these have to go somewhere. Otherwise, it's lazy. And I refuse to believe that this stage of the game that people are being lazy now. His character had really good chemistry with Natasha, though. Yeah, could have had like a nice romance. Could have like thing before then, like a slight flirtation. You know, like dude, the... she she friend zoned him really fucking hard at the end of the movie, though. Yeah, but still, it was cute. I mean, I still look at it as part of the flirtation game, if that's what it is. I, I don't think it was complete. I still think there was actual sincere flirtation there. Spies are notoriously the worst people to flirt with. She said that in in that out of so many words in Winter Soldier. Now you're in the wrong. John Rogers. God, that whole scene of her and Steve in the truck still is, I think, one of some of my favorite dialogue between her and anyone in any film ever. Yeah, no, it's so good. Yeah, just give 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 her back. Let the Russo brothers do a Black Widow movie. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually liked the way that this movie was directed, but I would take a Russo brothers Black Widow movie any day of the week. No, this film, I, I feel like the Russo brothers know how to like make an espionage film. This film was like two things. Half of the movie was a brilliant espionage film, and the second half was a giant Marvel vehicle. But, you know, the whole blockbuster ending was very Marvel at the end there. The whole final sequence was very Marvel. Whereas, like, before that, before we got on to the the airship, whatever we're going to call it, the Red Room airship, um, it was a very much a born movie, like, nonstop. Maybe up until the prison. Did Yelena accidentally kill everyone in the prison with that avalanche? No, no, she did not. Um, I believe that everyone was able to go back inside and the prison was probably covered with snow, but they'll be dug out. But, you know, a few guards who got knocked out by them, probably dead. 
a few guards who didn't get in in time, probably dead. Uh, a few more, you know, prisoners who didn't get in, also probably dead. But generally, the majority of everybody just went back inside to close the door, and they'll be dug out by authorities in the coming months or years. They have resources. They'll be fine. They're Russian. They like the cold. Daddy Putin, come save me. Yeah, pretty much. Let 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 Putin be concerned a little bit more about his his prisoners than about getting Trump into office. So there, there's no fucking way that Alexei fought Captain America, right? No, no way, no way. It's just he is living with a um, inferiority complex because he was never given a chance to actually go against anyone that he considered worthy of of to be up against. Like he never got the proper challenge. So he will always dream about going up against Steve Rogers, but he will never actually end up doing it. What 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 stories could come up is because of the flag smashers and everything else is Alexi could go up against other super soldiers. He could go up against Bucky. We could go up and there's other super soldiers with the serum that he could finally have his day, you know, his day at the park and, and go nuts and defeat them in, in a nice honorable way. Because I think he just wants to prove to himself that he's worthy. That's why he was so pissed he didn't get the career he wanted. You know, it's not because he hated the girls or he really was bored. He just, he he thought he was do more important things than that. And because of Drakeoff, it was like, nope, nope, putting you in prison. Not allowed to do anything because I want the world to, to pay more for the Black Widow project. The Red Room is more important to me than your dumbass super serum. He was made into a patsy. Yeah, pretty much. So he never got the chance to fight Captain America. He never got a chance to do any of it. He just dreams of it. That story that he told in the prison, though, great setup for that line that he says to Natasha. Did he talk to you about me? Because <laughs> he's obsessed. He's obsessed with Captain America. My great adversary, Captain America. He's a, He needs to know that like there's a soft nemesis, but I bet Cap doesn't even know about him. I am pretty sure that Steve Rogers has never fucking heard of him. <laughs> it's so sad, but it's totally true. My great adversary in this geopolitical theater. Meanwhile, Steve Rogers somewhere. Who? <laughs> who? Fucking who? <laughs> Is it Crimson Dawn? No! Oh, that whole scene with Yelena and, and, and Lexi in the bedroom where he's Oh, yeah, the, the Crimson Dynamo shout out. <laughs> yeah, the Crimson Dynamo. That's it. Crimson Dynamo. Oh, poor, poor, poor Alexi. Just he trying. He's trying. He try, He really did. He really was trying. But he, she made the joke, and I'm pretty sure it was a joke. And it just he couldn't just shut up. Just shut up and let her have it. Nope. It's Red Guardian. Ah! Go out. You can leave get out you know that part with him singing american pie was improvised i believe it i believe it after he improvised that on set they went back and included the portion of them playing that for her when she was a little girl oh that's great i love it i love david harbour he's he's so great yeah i'm a big fan of his i'm hoping that uh I, I just really hope we get more i love his character i love his performance of it one more i needs the more yeah and he's kind of redeemable because he's a fucking idiot and he was sold a bunch of bullshit and then thrown in prison yeah i mean i think that's the point if, if natasha's redeemable he's redeemable like i don't I know don't if think... melina's redeemable and that's the issue for well me. i mean she could i think everyone is redeemable and something we have a show called loki you know like if anyone if loki's redeemable the melina is redeemable 
And we're sitting here being like, all right, Loki, come on, help out the good guys. Be a good guy. Like, no. no. Red Guardian is, is he, he may be a bad guy, but he's not a bad guy. <laughs> uh, speaking of bad guys, though, what did you think about Russian Harvey Weinstein? Ugh, fucking douchebag. It was so it was so awesome to see. I mean, like Ray Winstone really plays a, a shady, disgusting little troll so well. He's the most Cockney Russian dude I've ever heard. Yes, of. and then you could hear that accent break through <clears throat> every once in a while. It really it, it's hilarious when he gets upset that you can't break the Cockney out. It's there for life. Um, but yeah, he he was just disgusting and and shady and arrogant and misogynistic to the point of just skin crawling. Just his whole line about like, you know, we will we will weaponize the 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 one resource that there's too much of on this planet. Girls, girls. yes, girls. Like, oh Jesus Christ, man! I thought that line was a little bit over the fucking top, but in general, I think he was a really good villain because he's so fucking terrible. And there are plenty of guys like that in real life. There are, and that, that's why I didn't think it was over the top because I think that that's what these guys believe and that's what they think. And I'm just like, no, like that's why we're fighting. That's what this movie is about. It's about men like that and bringing them down and and murdering them in the most horrific way possible. We hope. I I still think that he got off way too well with the way he died, considering what he deserved. I wanted him to be ripped apart by the Black Widows. Like, just each of them grab an appendage, a finger, an arm, a leg, and just rip it off. Kind of what Thanos wanted to, was doing to Nebula. Um, you know, all everything he said. And when, when Natasha started playing him to get him to beat her up, to disconnect the whole pheromone thing, I you know, you knew what she was doing. She was playing the whole Avengers thing, you know, with Loki. And to, thank you for your cooperation. And it was beautiful and it was brilliant. I, I, I love that scene. I love that part. But uh, the pheromone lock thing was so dumb to me. I just kind of rolled my eyes at it. You needed some block and it couldn't be behavioral because she broke all that. It couldn't be chemical because that wasn't working on her anymore. So you needed something else. And so the pheromone thing is is what came out of it. So I think it works. It didn't bother me. Couldn't you like run out the door and shoot him? You could have. I mean, there's ways to go around that. It's a sniper would fix that immediately. Can't smell you from a mile away, but that's not part of the story. Like, I'm just letting that go. What did you think of the Red Room being a floating fortress of doom? Um, I, I, I thought it was very Marvel. That's when the, the show became fantasy and not born identity anymore. Um, you have a floating castle, which reminded me of, again, Roxxon stuff. Like, Roxxon has shit like that. So I was like, "Oh, is that? Where, are, are we gonna? Are we not using this for Roxxon anymore? Are we? Are we we're using this for the Red Room? Okay, I mean, maybe we'll use it again for Roxxon later. I, who fucking knows? Yeah, I was kind of wondering if like maybe they had stolen some Shield tech because it reminded me of like Helicarriers. Yeah, reminded me of the Helicarrier. They probably stole a whole bunch of like Hydra's files and things like that, and just made their own crappy repulsors. Because I'm not that I'm obsessed with the comics that they have to be that, but." To do something like that with the Red Room, I thought was cool, but you're you're kind of simplifying it to the fact that something so secret like that exists hovering over land in Russia and nobody knows that it's there. It's it's huge. It should show up on some radars. And it's physical, it's not invisible. So if they made it a, if they cloaked it, I'd be happier. But the fact that it was just like an oil rig in the sky, 
in the sky. It was like Cloud City. And like that bothered me. The fact that, all right, no one's seen this thing. That was weird. That's what bothered me there. Yeah, that is a little unbelievable. You know, more unbelievable than a floating castle in the sky. But yeah, but that's the point. If they just, you know, feel like it's it's been cloaked the entire time and that's why no one's seen it, then done. That's all they had to do. Just cloak it. And it's not like they don't have that technology between the freaking uh, Quinjets and Tony Stark's jet. We've shown that we have the technology in this world to cloak something. And maybe that's the one thing the Russians were better at. How did they not get hit by any fucking debris, though, when that thing was crashing down? They had the power of plot on their side. I mean, they're all reality. Like when those shoots, when those shoots opened, they, those shoots should have been on fire, considering all the stuff that was going through. Yeah, all the little bits of debris and. I've, I've played enough Uncharted games to know that's just when you're falling out of the sky and you're the hero, you're fine. Speaking of falling, I felt like there were a couple call forwards to Natasha's eventual fate in this movie. I think most notably at the beginning of the movie when the other Black Widows were chasing and that one Black Widow falls and like breaks her back. And then also just there are so many parts in this movie where Natasha is jumping out of things or falling out of things. And every time she did, I was just like, I mean, we can go through all the Marvel movies that have ever been made. And every single time someone falls, you, we can say they're, they're homaging Gamora's death, which would then be Gamora's death is homaging, flashing forward to ScarJo's death, which means ScarJo is Gamora. I'm just saying, for for a character that literally dies from falling in the next movie, they had this bitch jumping out of planes. These are Marvel movies. How many times do people fall in Marvel movies? Normal humans? Less. I think that is so stretching. I think that is stretching. That is, I don't think it's that is like That is like incredible Elastigirl style stretching. Don't you mean Miss Marvel? Miss Marvel. Oh, yeah, Miss Marvel. I, I went with Elastigirl because that's what's there right now. In December, we can have a conversation about Miss Marvel. Do we think that we're getting that in December? Or are we getting that in... Which do we think we're getting first? Marvel or Hawkeye? We're getting Hawkeye first. And then we're going to get Miss Marvel, which are both are slated for, for the latter quarter of 2021 well they better get that shit out they can't promote everything all at once it'll get confusing to everyone and i know you want everything now i know you want all the trailers for like eternals 8 now coming in 2047 i'm honestly not even convinced that i want the full trailer for eternals 1 yet you're just gonna have to wait when all these movies come and when it happens it happens with spider-man trailer hits and all these things hit, there's other movies that are coming out first. So that's what's going to hit first. You're going to get your Shang-Chi. You're going to get your What Ifs. You're going to get your Eternals. And you get your Hawkeyes. And then you'll get your Spider-Mans. And then you'll get your, your Miss Marvels. That's the order I think we're going to get things in. If I missed anything, I'm sorry. Because again, there's a lot. You know, I think that brings me to my last point. Why is Val sending Yelena to kill Hawkeye? Well, what did what did Hawkeye do? I guarantee you what Hawkeye did was like murder all these people in the criminal enterprise and made her job a lot harder for a lot of people of her clients, which are probably shady underworld assholes. So let's go after the guy who 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 did that. Yeah, I mean, I guess they have said that they are going to explore his his time as Ronin in this movie. So that makes sense. So we're, we, we went at we're going after Ronin and she wants Ronin dead. So. Send Yelena, which I think is a stupid idea. Send someone who has no idea who Hawkeye is. That's better. That's just Elaine being a bitch. Because, like, at the end of the day, who is the one person who has more of a shot at listening and paying attention 
to Hawkeye. Clint knows Natasha in in really personal ways, not intimate ways romantically, but like intimate on a friend level. They are BFFs. Like they are like core platonic soulmates. You know, like she wore her arrow. Like there's always something that's homaging and referencing the Clint in Natasha's eyes. They are close. She is a godmother to, to his children. That's how close they are. Yeah, it seems like a bad plan. As a bad plan, let's send the one person who could be like, wait a second, you know Natasha? I know Natasha. Holy shit. Wait, you're that? Oh, you're that guy. Oh, bloody hell. I probably should. Why am I killing you? Okay, let's go kill Val. I mean, to Val's very slight credit, Hawkeye is the most forgettable Avenger. I think that's mean. That's mean. He's not forgettable. I think he's a door. Plus, he's the guy always saving their asses. How is he forgettable? How many times has he showed up to save their asses? What's his superpower? Nothing. He just shoots arrows. He's awesome. No, I mean, I, I like Hawkeye, and I'm excited for his show. I just think he is he is the one, like, if you had someone name all of the Avengers off the top of their head, he's the one out of the, the original six Avengers that people would forget the most. I, I Considering the fact that the if we go with the original Avengers, Wasp isn't even an Avenger yet. She is an original Avenger. Talking about MCU. Bottom line is, I like Hawkeye. He's got my respect. I dig it. Plus, he's he said one of my funny the funniest lines from Age of Ultron: "The city is flying, and I have a bow and arrow." None of this makes sense. Yeah, that is one of my favorite lines in that entire movie. So very not forgettable. Kind of hilarious. And again, always saving everybody's asses. Final thoughts on this movie, though? I love it. Uh, give it a seven point five. I think I want more. And if I don't get more, I will be upset and I will give it a lower score because this movie on its own, if this is all there is to this family, to this thing, then that is a real letdown. And the only people to blame are Marvel. So if you're going to do it, go all the way. Don't just sit here and be like, well, we'll give them a little bit of a taste. And maybe we won't give them anything else. Give them, give us the whole, the whole plate. I want the whole plate. You just want a plate full of spiders. I want a plate full of all the widows. Wait, that sounds horrible. That sounds horrible. Now I feel like Drakeoff. Gross. For me, for me, I think I'd have to agree. This movie, middle of the road, probably like a seven, seven and a half out of ten. Uh, I did love it, but ultimately, it's it's kind of coming back down to earth because we've been doing so much weird cosmic shit lately, which is good. And I guess you know, we'll see what kind of sequel we get. Yeah, I mean, the the whole beginning sequence just is what we need more of. You know, it's like, I feel like they were really artsy and really, really hard into the editorial in the beginning of the film. And then it just became more and more fantasy after the prison scene. Also, that, that cover of Teenage Spirit, never, never going to get like unstuck from my head. No, it's so creepily beautiful. Haunting is the word. It's haunting. So it's, and so it's, I'm so happy we, that people are hearing that. I've, I've heard that cover a few years ago, and it's fucking beautiful. And I'm so happy to see it with that footage. You, happy is not the word, though, because, again, haunting and almost creepy. Um, very uncomfortable, as you said. So overall, I, I really like this film. I just really want more, and I don't want this momentum and this energy to be for naught. I don't want it to just be like, all right, we gave this to you because we had to. I want this all to mean something. Just like we want Black Widow's death to mean something. We want her life to mean something. She wanted her life to mean something. And I want this movie to mean something. And I want the causality and all the all the characters that we got, brilliant, beautiful, bold, and strange to come back 
and give us more as a legacy to Natasha, Black Widows, all of it. So your move, Marvel. Your fucking move. Okay. And with that, we can mosey on over to our Star Wars corner and talk about Bad Batch Episode 12, Rescue on Ryloth. Did you like the episode, Jason? I did. Did you like the episode, Joseph? I did. I did like the episode, even though it happened exactly the way I knew it was going to happen from the episode before. It was like, all right, yep, Omega's going to call the Bad Batch, and the Bad Batch are going to help. Uh, Hunter and group are still like, yeah, but this isn't a separatist colony. We don't understand yet. Like, all right, w- wake up. This is the new reality now. Like, wake the fuck up. Like, the ca- I'm done with the characters being ignorant about, like, what's really going on. They should know now that shit ain't good when it comes to the Empire. Doesn't matter. Republic, separatists, get over your old things. What I do love about this, even though it's shrouded in mystery that hopefully gets answered, is is Hauser. Hauser begins the the clone rebellion. That's this is how this starts. And I feel like that's what this show is really going to be about. It's about the clone rebellion. And this is why we don't have clones anymore. This is why we're all getting stuff. Yeah, I feel like since he didn't get picked off by Crosshair at the end of the episode, he's got to be coming back. This has to lead to that storyline. Yeah. So with that, I, I we need to go in this direction. No, I want this momentum to continue. No more filler, no more of that. I want to see stuff from the Imperial perspective. I want to see stuff from, from all the planets perspective that are dealing with this. I, I really need like clone and, and I need clone closure. I need to know what's going on in Camino. I need closure with that. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm pretty sure we're going to get that in the next four episodes. I said we only have four episodes left. What I did love is Hera and Chopper. I mean, like that, that to me was the shining part of this episode. It's kind of telling that your favorite Bad Batch characters are the two Rebels characters. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm a big fan of Rebels. I mean, like, I love Clone Wars. I do. I, I love the, the ending of Clone Wars. I mean, nothing beats how that thing ended. But my heart is a Rebels fan. Tried and true. My favorite Jedi is Kanan Jarrus. Hera is my favorite pilot. Ahsoka in Rebels makes me giddy. Rex in Rebels makes me happy. It's just, it's a perfect ensemble storyline you get thrawn i mean everything music rebels really nailed it to me heart and soul from the beginning so seeing two of my favorite characters fucking choppers fucking choppers we got to see choppers classic move of impersonating an imperial droid and this was probably the first time he did it probably the first time he did it and then he pulled his whole like i got arrested i shocked him and i used my boosters to escape which he does a million times. Did you see that he got his own Bad Batch character poster? Yes, he did. He deserved it, damn it. I mean, maybe we'll see more of him later down the line. I'm just I'm just glad we got a little bit of a taste for for it now. Maybe we'll see Zeb later down the line too. Who knows? I'm going to say probably no Ezra since he's like 1 year old. Yeah, no. We'll see. Maybe we'll see his parents though. That'd be really fucking cool. Ooh. That would be fucking cool. Yeah, could be. I mean, we've got, you know, two more seasons after this, I think. So, yeah. And they were very much responsible for early, like, anti-imperial sentiment. So there's a lot of things you could do with that. Maybe the Bad Batch will end up on Lothal. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things you could do here. Um, I, I love Omega. She's she's my favorite regular character in all this. I, I want to see the Bad Batch expand into stories that actually, like, have weight and don't just end by the end of the episode. Like, no more filler, please. We, we get who these characters are now use them for things all right so make sure to like subscribe and please tell your friends you can follow us on instagram and twitter at infinity cast spelled infinite a k
cast. And you can email us at infinitycast at gmail.com. Until next time, I'm Jason. And I'm Joseph. And we'll see you guys next week.